Chapter Twenty Five of Angels of the Battlefield. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Angels of the Battlefield by George Barton. Sisters of the Holy Cross. Mother Angela of the Holy Cross Sisters was one of the most devoted nurses in any of the orders that served during the Civil War she was a woman of high birth and considerable refinement she came from a well-known pennsylvania irish family the gillespies it was from this family that james gillespie blaine was so named she was a cousin of the illustrious man and was also related to the ewings and the shermans her parents migrated from pennsylvania to illinois while she was quite young and her education was received at the academy of the visitation in washington d c mother angela always had a high regard for blaine she was intimately acquainted with the details of his early life and his home at brownsville pennsylvania to those in whom she placed great confidence she frequently gave touching incidents of the young man's early career and on more than one occasion she repelled slanders which were no doubt implicitly believed by the public at large she became connected with the holy cross sisters many years before the war when the first gun was fired at fort sumter mother angela was in charge of a flourishing school at south bend when the need for nurses became pressing this was given up the scholars returned to their homes and the sister teachers volunteered their services to those in charge of the hospitals mother angela was sent out by the very reverend father surin superior general of the congregation of the holy cross whose head-house was at notre dame indiana the following is an extract from the circular letter issued october twenty first eighteen sixty one by father surin who was the founder of the sisters of the holy cross in the united states my dear daughters in jesus christ among the distressing features of the times i am glad to convey you some consoling news for however much we deplore the distracted state of our country we find a gratification in being able to assuage some of its sorrows a most honorable call has been made on your community by the first magistrate in our state asking for twelve sisters to go and attend the sick the wounded and dying soldiers the call has been unhesitatingly responded to and this afternoon six sisters of holy cross started for paducah six more start within a week they are all chosen from a large number of volunteers and if we judge of their sentiments by the joy with which they have received their selection we have reason to believe that they duly appreciate the honor and favor bestowed upon them it is well known that in the crimean war the sisters of charity literally covered themselves with glory before men and doubtless with merits before god when the record of our present struggles will be handed down to posterity will it not be a source of joy for the church to be able to show in every rank of society many a glorious name generously sacrificed for the rescue of the country but why should we be left out of the list if the standard of the cross under which we have enlisted knows no enemies among men if our objects on the contrary is to rally them all under the precious emblem of our salvation our little army stands arrayed against the enemy of mankind the spirit of darkness and all the evils and the wounds which he has inflicted on humanity hence whenever there is a pain to soothe a pang to relieve a bleeding heart or limb to treat or dress there is a field for us to enter under pain of deserting our noble banner what a joy it would bring to the apostolic heart of our venerated founder father moreau 
to hear of this heroic act of charity undertaken by this little vanguard of his company in the new world it is in his name i have blessed them and they may rest assured that while they follow the fortunes of the battlefields of the nation he like moses will be praying for them on the mountain-top we too shall persevere with him in prayer in their behalf in all our houses there shall be offered for them a general communion every saturday that they may fully discharge the important trust they have received mother angela met many of the great generals of the war and they all united in declaring her a woman of marvellous executive ability besides this she had many other accomplishments of a high order although she was the mother in charge she gave her personal attention to many of the patients on several historic occasions she waited upon confederate and union soldiers at the same time johnny reb as he was facetiously called and the yank would lie in cots side by side with the peaceful face of mother angela between them often men lying helpless on their backs would get into heated disputes over the relative merits of the war and but for their physical disability would have done each other violence the sisters alone possessed the power to quell these quarrels and they did it with all the tact and diplomacy becoming their gentle natures the story of the first meeting between general grant and mother angela comes from an eye-witness of that historic episode and can be vouched for as strictly correct grant was just then beginning to develop the traits of a leader which were to mark him later as the greatest captain of his time his headquarters were in an old brick building that had formerly served as a bank in cairo mother angela came to this place to report for duty to general grant she was accompanied by the late dr brinton an honored physician of philadelphia and rev lewis a lambert d d l l d dr lambert who was to act in the capacity of chaplain escorted mother angela into grant's presence the great captain was seated at a desk behind the iron bars which had evidently been formerly used by the cashier of the bank he was writing with the air of a man who was absorbed in his task and unconscious of his surroundings an ordinary cheap pipe was in his mouth and every now and then he mechanically blew forth a cloud of smoke the characteristics of the man so well known in later years were just as pronounced then the people all around him were plainly agitated with the thought of the great war that was about to rage in all its fury he sat at his work calm silent and with an imperturbability of countenance that was sphinx-like dr brinton who had been one of the first to suggest the sisters introduced mother angela to grant the general came out from behind the iron grating with his head bare and taking mother angela's hand gave it a hearty shake the pipe he had been smoking was temporarily laid aside there was a moment's silence and then grant looking at his visitor with a pleasant smile said i am glad to have you with us very glad there was a pause for a second and then he added if there is anything at all i can do for you i will be glad to do it i thoroughly appreciate the value of your services and i will give orders to see that you do not want for anything after a few more minutes of general conversation in which dr brinton and father lambert joined mother angela and the sisters started for their mission at mound city in later years general grant frequently expressed profound admiration for mother angela not only as a nurse but as a woman of unusual ability grant about this period in his career was one of the most interesting characters of the war it is curious to note the various estimates of his character 
the following extract from a letter written from the front during the closing months of the war furnishes a striking pen picture of the man in his manners dress and style of living grant displays more republican simplicity than any other general officer in the army in manner he is very unassuming and approachable and his conversation is noticeable from its unpretending plain and straightforward style there is nothing didactic nor pedantic in his tone or language his rhetoric is more remarkable for the compact structure than the elegance and finish of his sentences he talks practically and writes as he talks and his language written and oral is distinguished by strong common sense he seldom indulges in figurative language but when he does his comparisons betray his habits of close observation he dresses in a careless but by no means slovenly manner though his uniform conforms to army regulations in cut and trimmings it is often like that of sherman worn threadbare he never wears any article which attracts attention by its oddity except indeed the three stars which indicate his rank his wardrobe when campaigning is generally very scant while his headquarters train is often the smallest in the army for several months past he has been living in a log hut of unpretending dimensions on the james river sleeping on a common camp cot and eating at a table common to all his staff plainly furnished with good roast beef pork and beans hardtack and coffee it is related of the general that when the march to the rear of vicksburg began he announced to his army the necessity of moving light i e without extra baggage he set an example by sending to the rear all his baggage except a green briar-root pipe a toothbrush and a horn pocket-comb the story of his appearance in the senate chamber in february last is still fresh in the minds of the public he had no sooner left the hall after paying his respect to the senators than one of the democratic members rose and asked the consideration of the senate upon what he termed the evident and gross mistake which had been made in appointing grant a lieutenant-general and declared it to be his opinion that there was not a second lieutenant of the home guard of his state who did not cut a bigger swell than this man who had just left their presence mother angela's party after leaving general grant had quite an experience in reaching their destination the wagon which had been detailed as their conveyance broke down when they were halfway thither and there was some difficulty in patching it up sufficiently to finish the journey but it was done and the sisters eventually reached mound city and began their work of mercy in the hospital located there sister ferdinand was a fellow laborer with mother angela at this time father lambert the chaplain attended the post hospital at mound city and said mass at four o'clock in the morning for the benefit of mother angela and her sisters there was one incident that was kept quiet and which did not become generally known until after the war smallpox was raging at the time and one of the brave sisters was stricken down she was hastily stowed away in a garret of the hospital building and a special guard placed over her she recovered and after that devoted herself to nursing others with even more zeal than she had shown before she was stricken down ordinarily smallpox cases were sent to the pest-house but in this instance the tenderness of the sisters would not permit them to part with their afflicted colleague it was against the rules to be sure but who can blame the sisters for this merciful breach of discipline it is only proper to state that the case was so isolated that not one of the twelve hundred patients was affected even in the remotest degree 
one who was in the hospital at this time says that he is not certain but that the surgeon-general knew of the hidden case there were between twelve hundred and fourteen hundred patients in the hospital and all received the kindest care and attention mother angela served through all the war winning extraordinary distinction for her tact diplomacy and faithfulness the official communication written by commander davis after a battle on white river june seventeenth eighteen sixty two indicates that mother angela was not unknown to the authorities u s flag steamer benton memphis june twentieth eighteen sixty two honorable gideon wells secretary of the navy sir the number of men on board the hospital boat red rover is forty one the account given me yesterday was incorrect i shall still wait for further knowledge before presenting a final report of the casualties attending the capture of the st charles forts the department will be gratified to learn that the patients are most of them doing well sister angela the superior of the sisters of the holy cross some of whom are performing their offices of mercy at the mound city hospital has kindly offered the services of the sisters for the hospital boat of this squadron when needed i have written to commander rennock to make arrangements for their coming i have the honor to be very respectfully your obedient servant charles h davis flag officer commanding western flotilla the catholic mirror under date of november eighth eighteen sixty two records the following a fourth colony of these devoted sisterhoods has set forth on its mission of mercy to serve in the hospitals of washington as they already served so faithfully at memphis cairo and mound city the hospital of st aloysius erected in a week by catholic charity fired by the zeal of the dead jesuit fathers call them to its succor and they fully responding to the holy fervor which built these hospitals from the very overflowings of love to god and of reverence for the tabernacle in which dwells the holy of holies will fill up the measure of these by ministering to the wants of the sick and sorrowing and forlorn the objects of his love who died on calvary and renders daily his sacrifice for their success and the holy temple thus saved by piety from desecration who has not heard of the jesuit fathers their fame has spread throughout the earth and yet so silently they work so sublimely concealed their burning zeal that but for an occasion like the present when the influence they possess over the human soul manifested itself by a simultaneous impulse that cannot be repressed they for the most part live a hidden unobtrusive life a life which makes sure the good they invariably effect for near four hundred years the devoted sons of st ignatius toiled like their founder in striving to hide from the world the individuals who achieved a good that will not be hidden and it seems a sort of sacrilege to withdraw the veil that hides this good even partially from the world when we think of what the jesuits have done through long ages our heart burns our spirit fires and in our heart of hearts perceive that men who do good in every age without being tainted with the spirit of any age demand from us reverence and not praise when then we heard of the last demonstration of zeal of catholic zeal stirred up by the jesuit fathers we felt no extraordinary surprise we manifested no extraordinary exultation a tranquil happiness stole over us we thanked god that st ignatius still lived in his sons 
and that great as was the work of building st aloysius hospital in six days a far greater work though a more hidden one is being daily hourly performed by these devoted soldiers of the church but meantime the hospital of st aloysius is a fact in washington hospitals to form a refuge for the sick measuring six hundred feet by twenty-six are in actual existence erected spontaneously by catholic charity and proposing to be watched over also by catholic charity for the sisters of the holy cross are already on the way to take charge of such inmates as this unhappy war shall bring within its precincts may they prosper in their mission at washington as at memphis mound city and at cairo may they bring balm to the wounded heart as they bandage the wounded limb and may the blessings they bring to others react upon themselves to enable them to lead more and more fully the life of recollection every true religious covets even while pursuing the apparently distracting occupations of attending the sick and wounded in bringing to the bedside the comforts of a soul in constant and habitual communication with god by the faithfulness in which are performed the religious exercises prescribed by the rule a sister of holy cross can scarcely fail to dispense treasures far more valuable than the gold and silver of the world how many are the souls aided in their passage to eternity how many reclaimed from a life of sin how many taught to bless the temporary suffering which brought them acquainted with the peace that passeth all understanding the annals of these deeds are hidden now but on the day of judgment they will stand forth and praise the religious who by her spirit of prayer was enabled to perform these miracles of the soul the following communication signed p and addressed to the editor of the new york tablet on april twelfth eighteen sixty two is interesting not only in particularizing the order in question but in affording another glimpse of mother angela in your issue of the twenty-second i find notice of the military hospital at mound city there is a mistake in that article which i am sure you will willingly rectify the sisters who are in charge there are not the sisters of charity they are the sisters of the holy cross from their convent of st mary's st joseph's county indiana under the direction of their superioress mother st angela these pious sisters have had for some time the charge of the hospitals at cairo mound city and paducah upon their arrival about the beginning of october all the other female nurses were dispensed with and the sisters assumed the entire control of the wards each sister having the care of one ward when it became known throughout the west that mother angela and her sisters had assumed this arduous position hundreds of her friends hastened to forward to her care large supplies of clothing and linen suitable for hospital purposes she even made a journey to chicago for the purpose of obtaining supplies and right nobly did the citizens respond to her call there are now over thirty sisters there who are almost exhausted by their incessant labors they know no rest night or day fourteen hundred wounded men are hourly receiving at their hands such care as can only be bestowed by pious souls who look for their reward not on earth but in heaven it must be a great consolation to the relatives and friends of our gallant soldiers to know that they are attended on their beds of pain and suffering by such nurses wherever a sister moves she has the prayers and blessings of the poor soldier and the thanks and gratitude of the officers beside whatever bed death has laid his hand there is seen a sister 
seeking to alleviate the suffering of the patient and to prepare the parting soul for the judgment so soon to be pronounced upon it the following reference to the holy cross sisters from the pen of father corby is apropos sixty sisters of the holy cross went out under mother angela these sisters volunteered their services to nurse the sick and wounded soldiers hundreds of whom moved to sentiments of purest piety by the words and examples of these angel nurses begged to be baptized in articulo mortis at the point of death the labors and self-sacrifice of the sisters during the war need no praise here the praise is on the lips of every surviving soldier who experienced their kind and careful ministration many a soldier now looks down from high with complacency on the worthy sisters who were instrumental in saving the soul when life could not be saved nor was it alone from the order of the sisters of the holy cross that sister nurses engaged in the care of the sick and wounded soldiers many other orders made costly sacrifices to save life and to save souls notably the noble order of the sisters of charity to members of this order i am personally indebted when prostrate with camp fever insensible for nearly three days my life was entrusted to their care like guardian angels these daughters of st vincent watched every symptom of the fever and by their skill and care i was soon able to return to my post of duty one of the interesting features of the charitable work of the war came to the notice of mother angela in the early part of eighteen sixty four it was a donation of one thousand dollars from pope pius the ninth for the relief of the sick and wounded soldiers through cardinal barnabo the pope expressed to bishop timon of buffalo his tender sympathy for the sufferings of the many wounded and requested the bishop to give in the pope's name five hundred dollars to aid in alleviating the suffering of the wounded soldiers in the northern army and the same amount for the same object for the southern soldiers bishop timon gave five hundred dollars to mrs horatio seymour president of the sanitary commission to aid our wounded soldiers and five hundred dollars to miss d l dix to be applied in procuring for wounded southern prisoners in the hospitals any additional comforts which might be deemed useful the following incident concerning mother angela's war experiences is from the pen of eliza allen starr during the early days of the war and the hospital service we all know how inadequate were the supplies for the sick and wounded how meagre the equipments for the hospital nurses a poor little circular stovepipe served the indefatigable mother angela on which to prepare with her own skilful hands the early cup of gruel for her patients rising at four or if need were at three in the morning to answer the first call of the sufferers and the character of the stores provided was such as few could realize one year later at this time the commissary board sent a visitor to the camp and hospital where mother angela and her sisters were stationed during all these months nothing could exceed the courtesy of the officers who always shared any choice provisions which came to them with the sisters as they supposed while the sisters as scrupulously passed on to their patients everything which could tempt the sick appetite sharing in fact only the rations served regularly to the hospital wards when the commissary visitor arrived he was duly escorted to the hospital which excited his warmest approbation for its order neatness comfort of every sort but as he was bowing himself out in the most complimentary manner from the presence of mother angela and her band of sisters she said to him 
but you must allow us to show you some hospitality pardon our lack of silver and porcelain but take a cup of hospital tea thank you thank you mother angela but i have taken dinner already with the officers and need nothing allow me to insist and before another excuse could be urged a sister appeared with a snow-white napkin and the tin cup and spoon of the hospital and the anything than fragrant beverage of hospital tea sugar sister said the sweetly ringing voice of the gentlewoman mother angela and before our commissary visitor could wave off this fresh specimen of hospital luxury mother angela had dumped into the tin cup what resembled the scrapings of the molasses barrel more than sugar our commissary visitor was a gentleman from the toe of his boot to the crown of his head and he drank the cup of tea well stirred to its dregs without a grimace bowing as he handed the empty tin cup to the sister while mother angela rubbed her little hands with unmistakable glee and the full merriment of laughing eyes as she said i knew you would wish to taste of our hospital tea and the commissary visitor vowed in his heart as he turned from the hospital door that the next train on his arrival home should take as he said in his letter to mother angela such stores to her own and to every hospital under his charge as a christian man could accept without shame from the hand of any hospital nurse in the land there was another sister angela who was prominent during the civil war but who was not so conspicuous as her illustrious namesake she is thus referred to in a recent work sister angela became a member of the community visitation sisters about eighteen nineteen she was one of those characters who conveyed to the mind the image of a soul of spotless innocence she celebrated her golden jubilee and lived for several years afterwards retained to the last her full mental faculties and childlike simplicity she was made superioress of the foundation in philadelphia on the breaking up of the house there she was recalled to georgetown then for twelve years at different times she served as superioress of georgetown convent and governed with a gentle firmness and a lovely spirit of forbearance enduring the many trials incidental to authority with the utmost patience during the civil war her energy and wisdom shone forth especially she was at that time most generous in trying to aid poor chaplains and she showed a true zeal for souls in the advice she gave to soldiers who applied to her for help her charity was remembered as the nuns of georgetown had reason to realize not long ago during the encampment of the grand army of the republic when one of the veterans called to see sister angela not knowing she had been dead several years the veteran gave us his reason for desiring to see her that the angelic superioress had converted him whenever worn out with marching and laden with dust regiments halted in front of the convent during the war a liberal lunch was served to the weary soldiers and objects of piety sent out to those who wanted them by sister angela End of chapter twenty five